the most simplest way to build and scale a business is to remember there's humans on the other side and to prioritize those relationships. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, welcoming to the show, an amazingly smart guy. He's going to just pull the blanket back or however you say that phrase <laughs> and just share with us uh, whatever the heck we want to talk about today. Uh, so welcoming George Bryant uh, from Mind of George. He is an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, he's been out there helping people scale their businesses by understanding that relationships always beat algorithms. Uh, he is just a whiz when it comes the e-commerce. Welcome to the show, George. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, just let's let's crash. What is Mind of George? Just to let people get a little context of the business and yeah. kind of like where your expertise <laughs> is coming from, or maybe you can talk about a little bit before you yeah. start the consultancy. Yeah, no, that's it's such a it's such a good question. So basically, I have a successful marriage because I get paid to talk at work, and so I listen when I go home. Right. So the Mind of George is a place for me to dump all of my ideas and my crazy brain out into the world, and then be supportive for my family. But I named it that because I feel like it belongs in a straitjacket. So I share the uh, the cleaned up parts with people and they can take their dose of crazy. But it really, it's a culmination of 20 years of leadership and entrepreneurship, right? So I was an active duty Marine for 12 years, three combat deployments, planned on spending 30 years of my life, but ended up getting medically retired. I got blown up one too many times, one too many concussions. And they're like, hey, it's been fun. Have a nice life. And at 12 years, medically separated me. And I didn't really know what to do. And at the time, I'd fallen into food blogging uh, because I was teaching myself how to eat paleo. I had celiac disease in 2009 before gluten-free was popular. And so I had to teach myself how to cook. And I was documenting it on the internet. And so naturally, somehow, I ended up going from active duty Marine to a guy who's never cooked to a food blogger uh, in basically a year. And that was my first e-commerce company. Uh, I was just a blogger. I showed up every day and then ended up writing a cookbook, which became a 22-week New York Times bestseller, launched an app, hit number one in the world, all fun and gravy. And then I realized I hated cooking. Wasn't really a good job to be in. Um, it was quote unquote fun. And so I took all those skill sets and I basically... I taught myself affiliate marketing, email marketing, web design, like all the gamut back 2008, 2009. And then I applied it into what I knew and how I built that brand. And I built that brand to multiple seven figures, uh, like 5 million eeks a month. I have millions of followers and did it all organically. And so when I realized I didn't like cooking, uh, I had to make a decision. And everyone's like, will you help us do what you did? And I was like, ding, got it. And then I moved to the guy behind the scenes. And so I started helping e-commerce owners, coaches, consultants and entrepreneurs in general build and scale their businesses. And um, actually, it's funny. My first consulting client was Men's Health. And then that led to Titleist and Vital Proteins and Onnit and Aubrey Marcus and Jim Quick and, and all of my friends. And then once that started, it was kind of like a rocket ship. And everyone's like, we want more. And that kind of catapulted my consulting career of helping companies, I say, ethically scale. And the reason I say that is because <laughs> you can't have a business that lasts a long time if it's built on hollow ground, right? If it's transactional in nature, they all dissipate out. And 
I think what's so crazy is that the most simplest way to build and scale a business is to remember there's humans on the other side and to prioritize those relationships. And there's tactical ways to do it. So I started applying all of these principles and ended up having massive success. It took companies from a million a month to 2 million a day. And then I ended up owning... I think I own 8 companies now. So a couple nonprofits. Uh, I have a e-commerce diaper bag company, a supplement company, a deodorant company, an AI health-based company, you know, crypto stuff, and kind of all over the gamut with real estate and boom. And then I was like, okay, now what? And my wife's like, you need to just talk. And I was like, cool, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I have everything I want. I have the family I want. I live where I want. Like Everything on my vision board's real. I was like, but I love people. Like I genuinely love entrepreneurs. And so now I spend probably 90% of my day, you know, recording podcasts, doing coaching calls and giving out as much of this as I can while still helping companies, you know, build and scale epic companies through marketing and customer journeys. And that's the shortest version I could give you because it's a short show. We Joe Rogan. If I gave you the whole story, we'd be Joe Rogan and this whole podcast. Oh man, just three hours of of nonstop questions, and uh, you know, are you you know, have you done DMT? Um, (laughs) Well, it's funny as I have done DMT, and I'm like, so when the question comes up, I'm like, here we go. But I I think you know what it what it really boils down to is that I, I got to this point in my life, I hit like a midlife crisis early, right? Like I. I feel like I've lived multiple lives with being in the military and combat deployments and then, you know, almost losing my life and witnessing all of that and then having everything, losing it. Like I've made millions, I've lost millions, right? Like I was three weeks away from bankruptcy. My wife was eight months pregnant with my son. And that was kind of like a big catalyst for me. And so now that I've been all that, I really like have had everything that I want and I love human beings. I love people. And I think entrepreneurships are the secret weapon of this world. I think they're the top athletes in this world. And I feel like most of what's given out into the world perpetuates unhealthy habits to keep them where they are and allow the people at the top to stay at the top. And I'm like, no, because once we pulled the curtain back, right? And I got to go behind the scenes of these companies. And I'm talking Fortune 50, Fortune 100. They're paying me absorbent amounts of money to come in with the blue mohawk tattoos and pink shoes and teach them e-commerce. And you start to see like how it really goes. I was like, it's not the billion dollar companies that make a difference in the world. It's the five figure, the six figure, the seven figure, like the family owned, hiring people, making products, supporting distribution, suppliers, running ads, running social that really are like the heartbeat of what we do. And like, that's what I love so much is like finding those people and turning their volume knob up as loud as I can. And that's kind of like what excites me now. Uh, dude, I, I couldn't agree anymore. If you, if you want me to, not shut up. <laughs> you ask me about like what I do for a living, or you like let me overhear you talking about you. Like I'm thinking about yep. starting a business or something. Like I will just not stop talking. Uh, a, a buddy of mine started a business lately, and you know uh, one of my best friends, and I've just been annoying him to the point of <laughs> of he's like, dude, you got to calm down. He's like, I got a family. I've got a I've got a full time job. Like I'm not ready. To, I'm like, just quit. <laughs> just make the leap. I was like, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I try not to. The one thing I will say is I have learned this rule, though, because I get as a coach, as like a consultant, as somebody who leads people, like you have to remember a lot of the times people borrow our traits, right? Like when I go into a company like, hey, can we scale? I have no idea if it's going to work. None whatsoever. Right. But I have enough confidence in the in the principles and looking at it to know like, yeah, we have a good chance. And so I'm like, hell yeah, well, a thousand percent, I guarantee you it will scale. They're like, what? And it's so they can borrow a little bit of that confidence like to get unstuck and it always works. But I had a little bit too much of that. At the beginning, I had way too many people kind of burn the ships and I was like, oh, 
okay, cool. I'm like, okay, now I'm paying your bills because like you didn't follow all the way through. So I'm, I'm really hesitant now about not burning the ships. I found a new analogy where I look at, I look at entrepreneurship and e-commerce like Manhattan, right? Like it's this isolated island. And when you start, like you just got to build a bridge. And once the bridge has traffic on it, you start adding more, but don't ever knock down the other ones. And I was like, so keep as many up as you can. You just don't have to send traffic over them. But I, I do agree with you all day, man. I, I think it's what makes the world go round. I think it's what makes a difference in the world. I, I, I've never found a more rewarding thing in my, my short you know, time in this existential meat suit uh, as being an entrepreneur, working with entrepreneurs and seeing the difference that it makes. And it doesn't matter whether you sell one product a day or a hundred products a day or a thousand products a day, like it, the ripples unmeasurable. And, and I, I always try to remind people of this because I think one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs making, especially in e-commerce is this instant gratification world that we live in, right? So it's looking at this small lens when we want to build a big vision. It's like, Hey, I have this 20 year vision. I'm like, then why are you measuring in hours? Like, why do you have Shopify notifications on your phone? Like, why are you looking at it 24-7? Because we end up making adjustments and patience is really the key. Because like, I've been a part of and owned so many companies. And if you were to like zoom out and look at their growth, it would look like the most volatile stock market you would never invest in. But now they're a $100 billion company. They just get acquired for $460 million. They're boom, 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 because they get to ride the ride because their their window of measure is a lot greater. And that's the thing that I think was the hardest part for me. And it took 20 years for me to even understand this. I'd say 99% of my mistakes going back went down to reacting to a temporary moment, thinking it was the end instead of like pulling my ripcord and being like, wait, hold on, big picture here, right? Like, is it really going to matter down the road? And it's something I see all the time. And so, yeah, I love entrepreneurs, man. I love them. I mean, you you just barreled right into what my next question was going to be, which which was, uh, let's let's talk about... Because I guarantee there's people listening to the show. They've just gotten started or yep. they're thinking about it. And they're putting up all these lo- road, roadblocks in their head of, yep. this is going to be a mistake. So I, you know, talk to me about mistakes. You know, uh, have you made any? Have these million dollars? Have the have these giant names? These household brands? Have they made mistakes? You know, you know how do mistakes work in e-commerce? Oh my god! Like I tell you, I I, I can't disclose this because they just got acquired like last week. But there is a very large, large supplement company that everybody knows. Um, and I worked there, and like, let me tell you what a mistake costs a company like that. When you put a broken link in a Facebook ad, it costs forty two grand in nine minutes. $42,000 in nine minutes of ad spend gone to a broken link because of pure volume alone. Like, if people knew <laughs> how crazy it was, it's like going to war in the middle of the lottery. It's like going to war in the lottery and like some of these big e commerce companies. And so, like, here's the most important part to remember mistakes are inevitable. Like, there's no perfect game. The game is the one that you play, right? So, I equate entrepreneurship with golf. Like literally, like it is the most directly correlated sport that I can ever think of because it doesn't matter how good you are, there's no such thing as a perfect game. It's only your last shot and it's your last shot and it's your last shot. And that's how e-commerce is. That's how entrepreneurship is, right? It's not a game of who has the best idea. It's who has the longest term vision and the most capacity to keep executing against it until it works. And that's really the secret because I tell people, I tell my students, I tell everybody, success can be scheduled. Most of us don't want it to be. 
success inevitably is boring, right? Because it's not the fun stuff. It's not the Lambos. It's not the cars. It's doing the three to five things every day that move the needle and not doing the three to five things that prevent the needle from moving. But nobody wants to talk about that, right? No, no one wants to talk about the behind the scenes of editing the podcast or doing the 3PL logistics or finding a new supplier, right? Because it's not sexy and it doesn't sell. But when you really think about it, it's the companies that are like, hey, this is what we're really, really good at. So we're going to do this and then we're going to make sure that everybody comes into our world, accomplishes this, and then we're going to protect that because that's our Mike McCallis would call our QBR or Queen B role. And then we're going to keep doing it over as long as a period as possible until it works. And if it doesn't work, we're going to make an adjustment and then we're going to do it again. We're going to make an adjustment and then we're going to do it again. And we're going to weigh our decisions based on the past and based on the future, but we're never going to get attached or romantic to either one. Because it changes every single day. Like I, perfect example, I lost during, you know, the quote unquote pandemic, whatever your thought is on that. uh, In the first 90 days, I lost almost a million and a half dollars of liquidity. And then I lost 250 grand a month in recurring revenue from a mastermind. And I had a supplement company of mine doing 40 grand a day go to nothing, nothing in like 90 days. And then my diaper bag company, same thing. We go from doing 25, 30 grand a day to nothing. And so from March to April 14th, the the diaper bag company, my business partner, and I looked at each other, we're like, we're screwed. Like we're we're done. We're we're bootstrapped. We're still paying employees out of our pocket. Our savings are gone. Our emergency fund is gone. And we're like, we don't know. We're like, we gotta keep going. We gotta keep going. Totally random. April 15th, the stimulus checks hit. Twelve hundred dollars. Everybody got twelve hundred dollars. For whatever reason. A plethora of people wanted to buy backpacks and lunch bags from High Speed Daddy. No joke. April 15th to April 30th in the middle of the pandemic was our best ever month as a company. And I'm talking double the previous best months. Like I'm talking $400,000, $500,000 of revenue in a bootstrap company post-stimulus check when we were a couple weeks away from closing the doors. And that literally reinvigorated the business. But if we had pulled the plug or if we had stopped or if we had not marketed or been like, we're done. So there's so many factors that are unpredictable and variables outside of our control. But as a commerce e-commerce company, as an entrepreneur, as a business, what you always have to focus on is what you can control. right? And what you can control is your product. It's your customer service. It's your delivery. It's your customer journeys. It's your marketing. It's your advertising. But most of the time, we get pissed that we lose the race because we were staring at our competitor. And I was like, you can go look all the way back to Michael Phelps when he won his record gold medal. If the dude didn't look at Michael Phelps right before he touched the wall, he wouldn't have won that medal. The guy who was about to win the race looked to his left and it lost him a hundredth of a second that allowed Michael Phelps to touch the wall first. And the greatest of the greats understand that in this game, you're only competing against yourself and your performance. And so in e-commerce, it's no different. It really is a game of resiliency and consistency. And yeah, it's going to be hard and challenging. Like, trust me, every iOS update that comes out, when you spend 100 grand a month, 200 grand a month, 500 grand a month on ads, it's exhausting because you have to learn again when there's a new 3PL or a new tariff or uh, my shipping containers get stuck in port for six months. Like, all of these things are inevitable. All of them are inevitable. They're guaranteed flat tires, trips, injuries, broken bones. But it's no different. Like if you and I are driving out to dinner and we get a flat tire, we're going to get out and change it and go to dinner. We're not going to slash the other three, 
right? And that's the big secret to e-commerce and entrepreneurship. It's remaining steadfast and forward and then taking in all the inputs and making adjustments. And that might sound esoteric to people, but at the end of the day, if you are an e-commerce owner or you're about to be, you already have a product or you know what you want it to be, that's the easiest part because it gives you clarity and a guarantee. Now your only job is to continue selling it and delivering it and not allow yourself to get distracted by all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, you you nailed a bunch of stuff there that I like to just try to pound into people's heads. It's like first and foremost, the like just putting on blinders and just going after the thing and then making iterative approaches to stuff and not big big giant changes. I mean, the pandemic was scary for everybody, for any business owner, whatever, like it looked bad. But yeah, I think well, every I... single one of our clients had record years because it was it, it once you know there was a lot there's a lot of actually psychological stuff around yeah. it about the, uh, the 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 pillar of needs or whatnot uh, once it started to, to to do the thing it was wild uh, and you know a lot of people got you know rightfully scared mm-hmm. at the beginning when the floor was pulled out from under them but when you like you said you pull back and you look at it with the lens of the whole thing uh, it's a lot it's just a lot you know it's a lot easier to make smarter decisions and then you you touched on like. Uh, how during the pandemic it was like right when the stimulus checks hit, it was just insanity that happened across the board for our clients too. And here's the thing: yep. you can't count on that. Yep. Those are acts of God. That stuff's just gonna happen, and that's cool. You can't nope. you can't count on your brand going viral because Kim K post about it. You can't count on that stuff. But what you can count on is you you're getting customer feedback that says, "Hey, like this bundle builder is broken. You can fix that." Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can focus on and can increase and iterate on and make better. That's where you need to spend all your time. You don't need to be looking at what other people are doing. You don't need to be kind of sitting back and hoping for things to change because it won't change if you're not doing anything. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E dot I-O. Mesa is the easiest way to integrate any top e-commerce app or service with your online store. Designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify Plus, Mesa's automated workflows can get back your time spent on repetitive tasks while growing your business at the same time. Join other merchants that have embraced the simplicity of Mesa's no-code approach to building workflows. You can create new ways to improve customer engagement, encourage repeat purchases without lifting a finger, reduce manual data entry, and more through a simple point-and-click interface. And with Black Friday Cyber Monday planning around the corner, now is the time to ask the question, is my online store prepared? Optimizing every step in the shopping experience is the only way to create a lifelong customer Get Mesa and capitalize on one of the biggest e-commerce events of the year. Search Mesa in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 80,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, merchants like you can get one month of automated Shopify backups for free by visiting rewind.io slash honest. That's R-E-W-I-N-D dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. 
Hey everybody, do you want to win back valuable lost time for your support team? Gorgeous has machine learning functionality that takes the pressure off small support teams and gives them the tools to manage a large number of inquiries at scale, especially during the holiday season. Gorgeous combines all your different communication channels like email, SMS, social media, live chat, and even phone into one platform and gives you an organized view of all of your customer inquiries. Their powerful functionality can save your support team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. They have allowed online merchants to close tickets faster than ever with the help of pre-written responses integrated with customer data to increase the overall efficiency of customer support. Their built-in automations also free up time for support agents to give better answers to complex product-related questions, providing next-level support, which helps increase sales, brand loyalty, and recognition. Eric Brandholtz, the founder of Beard Brand, says, We're a seven-figure business, and we have essentially one person on customer support and experience. It's impossible to do it without tools like Gorgeous to help us innovate. Learn how to level up your customer support by speaking to their team here. Visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Businesses are the most successful when they own their own data, customer relationships, and their growth. That's why more than 50,000 e-commerce brands, big and small, trust Klaviyo to deliver their ideal customer experience. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. If you're tired of relying too heavily on paid advertising or third-party marketplaces for your sales success, you're not alone. It's time to take back control of the customer experience. More and more online businesses are moving to Klaviyo to grow higher value customer relationships through personalized email and SMS marketing. And the results are staggering. Ready to drive future sales and higher customer lifetime value with a marketing platform built for your long-term growth? You should get a free trial of Klaviyo over at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. And I said, part of my deal with all the companies that I own with my business partners is I have one rule with them. They can't have any e-commerce apps on their phone and they can't ever mention one of our competitors. I don't care. The moment they do, I won't talk to them. Like I make rules. I made my business partner delete Shopify off of his phone. Because every time a sale would come through, he'd look at it and look at it, look at him like you're an addict and you're looking for your fix, which is going to stop you from seeing the bigger picture. Because when you look at the fix, you only have the supply that's right there and you miss the ability to recreate. You don't know when you're going to run low. And what happens in entrepreneurship that I see all the time is because we live in this instant feedback world, we get this false sense of security that this action I took had a positive result. So if I just do another one and measure against this feedback, it's going to work again. The truth is the moment that you're measuring or adjusting your inputs and what you do every day based on the feedback of the world is the moment you're on a path out of business. 
Because what you're saying is, I want to go build a business. I want to go build a vision that's nobody's ever done before. But yet, I'm only going to build it if they respond okay with it, which is responding to their level of comfort and their current paradigm, not creating a new one. And so you end up either building somebody else's vision or responding and reacting to your competitors and everybody else's. And then you end up looking like mimicry and mockery. And everyone's like, well, it's not what I wanted. I'm like, yeah, because you can't build your house by staring at your neighbor. Like no matter what you do, it's going to look like it if that's your frame of reference. And it's so important. It's so, so, so important because it's hard. And let me, let me just say it right now. It's hard. It's hard to let a post go out and be like, how was the response? Was it good? Was it bad? Let me do them. And I was like, but the moment I do that, I might take its power away because now I'm making adjustments based on what a false control of like what an algorithm decided or the market in that day. And it's really about the consistency. Like as an entrepreneur, as a, as a human being, there's only two things we can control every day. And it's our input, like our intention and our energy, right? Like intention, meaning like how clear are we that this is what I want to do? And then energy being, did I give this my all, right? And like, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself. Like if I'm like, hey, my intention, like I want to record three podcasts today. And like, I don't schedule them and I don't prep them. Like my intention wasn't really up. And then like, I don't sleep good. I put it off to the last minute of the day. And then I look at them like, oh, I got my three podcasts. And I'm like, oh, I don't like how they looked. Right. And I'm like, cool. Well, what was my intention and what was my energy? And you're like, oh, my intention was like a four. My energy was like a three. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, what do you want it to be? And I'm like, I'd want an eight and an eight or a nine and a seven. I'm like, awesome. Like what would look different? And all of a sudden... The ambiguity is gone because it's like, oh, I'd sleep. I'd prep 15 minutes of notes. I'd schedule them as the first three things in my day. And I'm like, oh, awesome. And then all of a sudden, I have a crystal clear roadmap on how to create the result that I want, either this afternoon or tomorrow morning, and I repeat the process. And that's really all that we can measure against and control. But entrepreneurs get lost in ambiguity because it's comfortable. Because if it's ambiguous, there's always something to waste our time doing. There's always something to distract ourselves, right? There's another app to be found or my favorite one. I'm just looking at Instagram for inspiration. I was like seven hours later, inspiration. What are you talking about? Go post what you want to post. But in e-commerce, it's the same thing because your job is really, really simple. You have a product that gets somebody to their after state and you have two people, people that have already bought it. Most of them probably haven't achieved the goal and people that haven't bought it yet that have to achieve the goal. And until you tell me you have a 100% success rate that every single human who buys your product achieves the result of your product and buys it again, you have an unlimited amount of work to do in the right area, which is customer retention and customer depth and feedback and making iterations. It just so naturally happens that when that's where you spend your time, they capitalize on the 86% of marketing that's word of mouth. Oh my God, you'll never believe what Chase did. I was struggling with this. They changed my protocol. Boom, now I'm buying it for life. And I brought my 10 friends in. Have you ever heard about Chase? Have you, like, It's really, really, really easy game to play and win when you focus on what matters. And so for me, when I say the blinders, I want the blinders to protect everything that isn't your vision, that isn't your business, that isn't what you want to be doing, that isn't your customer, your team, your feedback, your marketing. That's where you spend your time. And I think it's so, so, so important. And I, I don't want to keep riffing. I like when we go back and forth because I got like a whole other 10-minute diatribe. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, uh, well, you just you said something there that I wanted to 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 just again capital and talk about is competitors, and I it's something that comes up quite often when we're we're getting started with a new client. They're like, "Well, I don't like my conversion rate," and it's like, "Well, we don't think it's the best either." But they're like, "But my competitors is th- this some crazy number," and I'm like, well, "That's cool, but." You know what is different yep. here, and let us just break it down. Like they have a different offer than you. They have a different product than you. Like yeah, you guys both sell. Let's just say diaper bags, right? You guys both sell diaper bags, but their offers different. Yep. Their products different. Their marketing's yep. different. Their target demos different. How long they've been in the games different. Their advisors are different. Their uh, you know their yep. fulfillment, their inventory, their warehouse, all of that stuff is different. But. but you think you guys should have the same conversion rate? It's so so like here's uh, dude. I'm so glad that you say this, right? Because you focus on e-commerce, and I've been I, I've helped over 400 companies in this space, right? I will tell you something right now. I have been behind the scenes of every company you could list on the top of your brain that is like the standard, the pillar, the whatever, and most of them are two weeks away from bankruptcy. Most of them, like I've walked into companies that everyone's like, "Oh my god, how'd you get that deal?" Blah blah blah, and I was like. Oh, that $100 million company couldn't pay my invoice. And all we spent three days doing was figuring out how to save the company from bankruptcy. But your conversion rate looked good, right? And I was like, you have to remember what you see is the tip of the iceberg. That's the hardest part about the comparison. That's the biggest reason I tell people not to look at your competitors. Set benchmarks for yourself. Set KPIs and measure against you and your performance. That's it. But your measuring stick should never be outside of your world. That's when you lose. Because if you're an athlete and you try to train like Michael Phelps, your body is different. Your inputs are different. Your capacity is different. Your threshold is different. So what works for him is going to win his race. And if you do his training, it's going to guarantee you lose. You're going to get rhabdo. Your body's not going to recover. It's not going to be there because we all have different needs. So you have to understand what your strength and your skill set is. And then you have to know the field that you're playing on, but you can only measure against your strengths. You can't try to play that position. Like if you're really, really good, you know, center in football, it's not going to do me any good to put you at the quarterback position and give you all of Tom Brady's diet and training. I'm screwed. It's not going to work, right? But you're like, oh, I could be Tom. I could be Tom. Like, don't be Tom. Be you. Like be the person that can absolutely crush this thing. Because the other thing too, it's like, oh, we want a seven-figure business. Like, what do you really want? Like, tell me. And right, you find they're like, oh, lifestyle. I'm like, what's the lifestyle take, right? And boom, boom, boom. And you actually start to break it down. And they're like, wait, I either already have that or I could have it with two simple tweaks. And I didn't realize that if I double my business, I'll make less because of increased scale, increased retention, employees, taxes, payroll. And it was like, yeah, like I've helped people realize they don't want to make a million dollars because they want the lifestyle. But none of it comes from having that measuring stick that's out there. And here's what I'll tell you, man. That's the dangerous thing about the internet. The internet gives people the illusion of the no, but you don't know anything. What you see on the internet isn't real. I don't care if you use similar web, scraping tools, crunch base, boom, 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 boom. You see what they are okay allowing the world to deduct about them. You won't see the real numbers. Just because Crunchbase says the company raised a $10 million seed round, I bet you there's not an ounce of truth to that being the whole picture when you get into how those things work and where they go. And I think that that's the most important part. But then also, and I'll, I'll support you in this because this is huge. I have those same clients that I used to when I did client work that would come up to me and they're like, well, I just don't understand why they have it. I'm like, because you're staring at them and building their vision. 
You don't have it because you're looking at them. You're looking at their energy. You're making adjustments. You are leaving yourself one step behind them, chasing them the entire way and wondering why they're passing you, they're surpassing you, and you can't catch up. And I'm like, because they're innovating and they're living from a place of this is who we are and what we want to build. And you're from a, oh, I have to react to them. I have to react to them. You're always one step behind. It doesn't work. It never works. And it needs to be done completely different. So that that I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that, let's kind of run this thing a bit short today. Uh, I just realized I have to actually run. But George, if people are picking up what you're putting down, where can they reach out? Where, th- where can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So the best place to find me is my podcast called The Mind of George. So right, belongs in a straitjacket. So I share my level of crazy with you. But uh, that's it. The podcast I recommend anybody starting. And listen, all I do for a living now is help people. So if you have a question, I handle all my DMs. I just love answering questions. If I can help you in any way, shoot me a DM on all the platforms, Instagram. But my podcast is the best place. It's called The Mind of George Show. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, man. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.